They said I changed the times from the rhymes that I thought of So I made some order, put the new world in order With mathematics, put your status above the average And help you rappers make paragraphs yeah. and graphics Oh, she's breaking it up, people She's breaking it up, but I gotta bring it in I gotta bring it in Go ahead I gotta bring it in Miriam Tazi in the house And Malcolm Riddle What is happening? I don't know, what's happening with you? You know how I do You know my get down <laughs> Hold on, hold on So I just gotta bring it in like that, people And welcome to another episode of American Riddle And yes, we're back You know what I mean? Back in black The only Let me just say this the only podcast that I know of that's been blessed by the God MC, okay? And you, you, I know, I know, I know you're asking a lot of questions. Malk, Malk, where have you been? Mm-hmm. Why'd you leave? Huh? They miss you. What, hap- <laughs> what, what happened? Your fans miss you. My fan. Your fans uh, miss you. And, and what do you mean by it's the only podcast that has been blessed by the God MC? What, what does that mean? What, what are you looking at, Mary and Tazi? I am looking at a microphone that's been signed by Rakim Allah. <laughs> your face, you're so proud of yourself. Yes, it's been blessed by Allah. <laughs> the real deal, right? Yeah, it's like all up in right? my face, too. Huh? <laughs> yeah. It's big. Stuck. It is a really big mic stand and a big microphone. Why, well, thank you. <laughs> That's like 13 plus inches. Oh, really? Uh, that could be a 15er. Oh. You know? Wow. Ab- abnormal. <laughs> abnormal. Uncomfortable. Hey, well, I don't know. It depends. <laughs> it depends. Oh, it's nice. You still have room for a couple other autographs on there. Hey, you know. Even though he really took most of the mic because he so, is the king. So what the African with attitude is is explaining is or describing is uh let me pot this down. I hate to do that to you, Rockham. Hold on. Well, he won't sue you. Well, <laughs> hopefully not. He would have to. He would have to step in line because <laughs> there's a long line of people that want what I have or what I don't have, really. Anyway, let's get to this. Mm. So we're talking about the microphone in front of us, yes. right? You need to post a picture. Of that this. has been yes. Well, I have posted pictures, but I'll, I'll tweet them out again. I'll put them back up on Instagram. It's there, people. The only podcast, right? <laughs> that. that that we know of, anyway, at this point in time, at this juncture, that's been blessed. The microphone that has been signed by the God MC himself. Yes. What's better than that? Think about that for a minute. <laughs> huh? I have thought about it since it happened a little while ago. 
And um, ain't nothing it, better. It's pretty awesome. Ain't nothing better. It was a good idea. Ain't nothing better. <laughs> huh? <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing better than there's, that. There's nothing better than that. You're right, Malcolm Riddle. And if you don't know who Rock Him is, just you know, just leave. Just leave. Or it. educate yourself. Leave. Yes. Discover. Yes. You will be pleasantly, pleasantly, and pleasantly. That is surprised. why my co-host with the most is the voice of reason on this show. <laughs> because I would just dismiss anyone who doesn't know Rock Him. But yeah, I mean, Rock Him basically is, and I don't have to explain this to you. Rakim, if if you come from a generation that isn't in in tune with Rakim, basically any MC that you love right now, it's their favorite MC. Yeah, hands much. down, pretty much. Hands down. Yeah, he's probably the coolest. Hands down. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> You're so aggressive. <laughs> Relax, Malcolm. Hey, I haven't been on the mic. In a minute. I know. I can tell you don't um, have to be so aggressive. I haven't been on the mic. But I know you're excited about it. I'm glad. Rakim, I mean, let me let me talk about this. Let me talk. Let me just. Let's, I went to see Rakim. I've told the story on the podcast before when I shared the stage with Rakim the first time, right? Well, the first time you saw him wasn't it when you were a little yeah, teenager? Yeah, I was a tyke. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't really a tyke, but I was. I was. I was a growing young man, no doubt, no doubt. Right? Yeah. Don't forget about that. I mean, that, that was, story alone. I mean, this that's is on the podcast. I don't like know if the second one folklore. Is on the I mean, these these are stories <laughs> that will be passed down through generations and. Ge- I mean, it's basically like you saw Miles Ahead with Miles Davis, right? Mm-hmm. And you remember when people were like, that's him. That's him. Yeah. Rakim has that. I'm not, I'm not making this up. In the hip hop community, Rakim has that same aura. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's mystical. You know what I mean? He, he, he moves with such grace and style. You He's know? He's just the coolest cat. So when, yes, when he first, when he first came out, I did see him live in concert. And like I said, I told this story. I'm going to say it one more time because I don't mind telling, sharing this story. My heart's beating fast. (laughs) It's it's great that it still affects you that way, though. It's amazing. (laughs) Okay. So it was a whole, it was a Def Jam tour. It was one of the tours. I can't remember which one it was. But all I'm saying is there was LL Cool J, Run DMC, Public Enemy, The Beastie Boys, Joe Ski Love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no one knows who Joe Ski like, Love. Okay, I know everyone else, but, but trust me, you you you've heard Joe Ski Love, the Pee Wee dance. You've heard it. I'm telling you. If you haven't, Google it. Put it on YouTube. Anywho, a lot of people were there, and when Rakim came on, literally, it was as if the seas parted. Like, literally. It, it was weird because it, at that time in rap music and hip-hop, it was very aggressive. Right. A very aggressive style. And uh, he, um, he, just, he, he just embodied everything that it is to be cool. He had a slower, slower tone, the way he had slower delivery. Mm-hmm. And he, he came up and he, you know, he was in this, this, this cool sweats, terry cloth, like <laughs> sweatsuit. You know, everybody else was in like Dickies, jeans, Adidas. You know what I mean? Everyone was screaming and yelling. This motherfucker came out cool, calm, collected with a milk crate, right? <laughs> and he sat up there and he leaned up on it, right? And put one leg up. And the motherfucker just started rapping, right? Cool. Didn't, didn't break a sweat. <laughs> he was a terry cloth. <laughs> Here I am, a, a 16-year-old, 17-year-old Malcolm Riddle. 140-something pounds, 
same size head, Gosh. right? And I'm looking up, and I'm front row in the center, right? Mm. And I'm looking up at this cool brother. Mesmerized. Oh, taken aback. Couldn't even, couldn't even, I couldn't comprehend what I was seeing, even after the fact. You know, after, after all the MCs, after everything that went down. And you have to understand, this is, this is pretty much the early stages, right after the, what was called the New York City Fresh Fest. Uh, it was a festival with, with um, rap groups. Mm-hmm. This was some of the early years of, of MCs, rap tours. Right. It didn't exist. So there was really not much for us to, at the time, to really base anything. We just knew it was big. We didn't understand how big and at the time, but it was – that was – his performance was so different and impactful that it just penetrated my every being. And pretty much anyone I've ever listened to, you listen to the Combat Jack show, you listen to Michael Rappaport's podcast, you listen to any of those uh, uh, people uh, of that era at that time period, or anyone to date that have seen him will say the exact same thing. Hmm. And like, much like the aforementioned uh, Miles Davis, he just embodies that. And I said that, you know, when, when yes, last year, right? Mm-hmm. It was as, it was as if it just came full circle. Remember, you even said that you're full circle now, or something like that. Well, yeah, I mean, it is. It's kind of cool that you know. And I went to go see him, and it was him and Big Daddy Kane, yeah. right? And I remember being there, and we, we even even just just just, uh, you know, I don't even know if I should go back into the story, but the long and short is to be on to be. Somewhat invited back on stage. <laughs> I kind of snuck in, all right? And I just weaseled my way on stage. Well, it worked out. With Rockham, watched the it whole didn't show. Kick you out. No, no, I was part of the crew. Yeah. So. I just blended in. There you go. You know what I mean? It was uh, the Detroit hat. It was the, it was the D, you know what I mean? <laughs> Granted, I was light skinned. Wasn't a lot of light skinned brothers on stage. No. None, I don't think. No. Oh. Actually, to be, to be honest. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so I had to pull the hat down really low. <laughs> you know what I mean? So okay. the uh, but no, to share the stage with with Rock Kim and to get that that picture with an icon, a living legend in the hip hop community. Nothing. I mean, yeah, yeah. I've got met Big Daddy Kane, KRS, all those. That's it's it's amazing. It's an amazing journey. But that picture of Rakim and on stage with him, I still can't top that. I can't. So now you fast forward another year, and he's back in town, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember I was, I, I, you know, I took some time off from the podcast. I remember I, I went out to L.A., and I knew coming back from Los Angeles that the show was going to, you know, come. And I still hadn't got my tickets and uh, or ticket <laughs> and I uh, I was I was thinking about not even attending. Well, you're because you were kind of like, I you know I've seen him. What can really top that? I was on stage with him, you know. What could? But, well, <laughs> what could top that? Right. <laughs> What's sitting in front of us right now? Right. Yeah. Well, right. Fair enough. Word. <laughs> no, it's pretty awesome. So. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, yeah, what could what could possibly what could what could possibly top that? 
So, you know, I decided to go. I was like, all right, you know, I'll go. It'll be cool. Watch the show from afar mm. as a fan. Mm-hmm. No expectations. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we're hanging out, we being uh, myself and uh, Grandmaster Katz, uh, a.k.a. Andy Katz, you know what I mean? Skills uh, that knows how to draw. I couldn't think of something, but, you know. Artist he, extraordinaire. Yeah, that too. Good job, Miriam Tazi. <laughs> We're just hanging out, right? And uh, there's no guards at the door, we notice. Because some, you know, some artists, they don't give a shit, you know, especially when you go to the Howard Theater in Washington, D.C. Some, some of them, you know, have the, the, the what do they call it, diva complex where there's pl- plenty of security mm-hmm. and all this and that. But a lot of them, you know, usually there's somebody at the door. But Rakim, man, he's a man of the people. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So there's no one at the door. So Catch was like, yo, let's, uh, let's just go to the door. So we just walked through the door, and then there was this big security guard at the second door, and he was like, he recognized, uh, I think he just recognized Grandmaster Katz more than me, but he recognized us and said, yeah, just come on down. Just go ahead. We went <laughs> down, went through the door. There's Rakim, you know. Chilling. What was he doing? He was chilling. I mean, he was just in his in his habit. after the show or before the Be- show? Before the show? I missed that. Can't remember now. <laughs> I thought it was after the was show be- that you. It was, no, it was before. Before he went on. Oh. Yeah, it was before he went on. He was just he was just chilling. You know what I mean? He was in his environment, yeah. in his mode. Mm. It's everything. Everything's everything to him. This man's a professional. <laughs> I can't even talk. I'm talking at a higher pitch. <laughs> You're such a fan. It's really cute. <laughs> it's insane when I think about it. It's insane. I can be in a shitty mood. I can be in the the darkest crevices of my life, which I've been in, and I'll explain in a, in a short few. But I can be in the darkest corners, and then I'll think about that those moments. And for some reason, that one that 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 does definitely, it's a pick me up. It's a pick me up, no doubt. But uh, yeah, we went back and uh, took some pictures and stuff, and I gave him the mic. And I mean, he's just 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 with grace. You know what I mean? He just holds it a certain way. And you just start signing. It's not easy to sign something like that, too, no. by the way. No, not and at all. it's done perfectly. Look at it. I'm, I can't avoid it. What's it's... better than that, right? <laughs> a mic? That's like, that's like getting a, the trumpet signed by Miles Davis. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm glad you said trumpet. What do you think I was going to say? Bugle? <laughs> trying to make fun of me. Trying to make fun. Trying to put, throw me out there, people. But I, I, I did it for her. <sighs> I misspoke one time. She holds one it against time. me. No, I just thought it was funny. I was like, a bugle? I don't, what is, <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs> I was like, it's a horn. Think, you know what I mean? Right. Okay. You could have just said horn. God. It would have been fine. <laughs> so, yeah, we got, got that sign, mission accomplished. And lightning struck twice. Lightning struck twice. Third time? Well, yeah, three, well, three times. But I mean, as far as like, you know, actually sharing time and space oh, yeah. uh, physically with him. I mean, granted, the first time, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> man, I mean, that's true. It is weird when I think about it how, how many years, decades, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is decades. <laughs> I mean, I'm old. No doubt about that. No tippy-toeing around that. The uh, seasoned, as I like to say. Yeah, that's more sophisticated. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's pretty cool. But so you still, I mean, I don't. I shouldn't even ask this. Well, but 
So you're still in awe, you yeah, know, awe, even though yeah. it's three times now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, that's really awesome. It's better than that. No, that's great. Huh? Is someone going to have that kind of effect on you like that? I mean, the, he, he's the MC that broke the mold. Yeah. He, he, sh, he no, because of him, respect, he shifted you know? the whole art of rap, the way people do it, no doubt. And there's been MCs, you know, since him that have also done the same thing. And each generation has their version of it. Like, I'm pretty sure my son's uh, version of that is is Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Some greater or lesser degree, probably greater. Um, but uh, each, yeah, every generation has theirs. But, I mean, hands down, uh, I don't think anyone would argue the point as one of the greatest, if not the greatest person to command a microphone. Skills. Is Rakim Allah. I mean... It's right there, man. The only podcast right there, huh? <laughs> we can we can at least say that about the podcast. Might yeah. not have thousands, <laughs> hundreds, or tens of followers, but can say right. Yeah. And I'm gonna start tagging everything. I'm gonna you change can. my I'm gonna change my Twitter. I'm gonna change <laughs> all that stuff from the hip hop wine consultant. The only <laughs> or the first podcast. You know what I mean? To be blessed by Rakim. I mean, I don't, you know, who else? Well, the microphone, the podcast itself may not be. But the microphone's connected. (laughs) It's true. No, that's true. Fair enough. Fair enough, Malcolm Riddle. Miriam, you ruined my party. I'm just saying, it'd be great if you could listen to the podcast and listen to all the praise. Man, it's better than (laughs) that. Giving him a recording of a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I should have recorded him. I had my I had my recorder with me, but you know, I, I can't think. I mean, it's just it's going it's the going so. You do get the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> you get the heebie-jeebies. That's right, Mariam Tazi. So yeah, been off the been off the mic for a minute. A lot of things have been going down. We appreciate uh, um, you all. At least I appreciate it. I'm sure Mariam Tazi does too. But I appreciate everyone checking in, following up, submitting feedback. No one's really checked in with me. <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. No one ever. Not really. I've had, I've had, I've had, I've had a lot of uh, people check in and, and ask from uh, local in the Washington D.C. area to uh, um, nationwide. Actually, I've oh. got yeah, I've got whether messages or phone calls from concerned friends and family. Uh, That's sweet. And it's not exactly what people think. I mean, you know, they're just trying to put the. You know, connect the dots, and I, I can understand that because to produce something every week, and much like you know, this is a form of of social media uh, in its own in its own right, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people don't get to interact um, with me or you uh, on a regular basis. So that I guess is a uh, is a connection for them. But uh, a lot, of, you know, leading up to the. Um, what do you call it? The the absence. Um, hiatus. Hiatus, yes. Thank you, Mary and Tazi. <laughs> I'm helping fill in the gaps. That's why you are the co-host with the most. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just helping <laughs> with the vocab. <laughs> I mean, if you've listened to this podcast, you know I need all the help I can with oh. vocab. The uh, Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I've I just been juggling too much stuff. And it just everything just pretty much came to a head. And uh, I'm not going to say I crashed, but I needed to take a take a break and reevaluate 
my position on things, and I still am, am doing so. I mean, it's uh, you know, I've had a couple of people come up to me and 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 say that uh, well, you know, that's the best time to keep recording. You know what I mean? That that form of honesty, and that's what separates this podcast from others. Is that you know sometimes that brutal honesty, that mm-hmm. uh, that raw form. But then you have to keep keep in mind it's very personal for me. For me, it is. Yeah, and, for and sure. It's a lot of it. Some of it has has been uh, painful. So it's uh, it's difficult to admit that and just put it all out there, even though sometimes it may come across as being funny or fun or, or whatever. But it's challenging. Sometimes it's uh, it wipes me out. You know, after you know I I stop recording. So because a lot of times those emotions and those thoughts sit with me. Uh, through every uh, every podcast, so it's it, it. Yeah, no, it was just you know, I just took some time and uh, I was thinking about not even doing it today, and I was like, you know, it's easy to it, just as easy as to exercise is easy to exercise not to exercise. It doesn't matter what it is in life; it could be uh, work, it can be school, it could be parenting, it could be within a relationship, it can be uh, anything, whatever it is. And it's very easy to make up that excuse and, and put something off. But I said, you know, even if it's for 30 minutes or 45 minutes or 28 minutes, 27 minutes and 30 seconds, <laughs> whatever time allows, I'm going to hit record. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah, and see uh, see what's up. Uh, but, yeah, so much, is, so much has happened. I mean, God, I mean, look at what's going on in the world, the shootings, terrorism, presidential election so much stuff and then I, I just looked at myself and i was like you know how can i add to it how can i even and then i got my shit like how is that even entertaining for someone to even hit play or to download something and stream it you know for five or ten minutes let alone an hour or hour and a half and i was just questioning all that and over time and it got really easy not to do it like <laughs> very easy not to not yeah. to come in studio and, and record and and uh yeah just uh did I you mean, miss it at all uh <laughs> yeah i guess to, to some degree but like just creating something instead yes, of working all the time that's, that's a better way to put it yes i do i i, I feel and i've said this on the, sh- on the podcast before my life the way it's it's been going and, and since the inception of the podcast, it's pretty much, I feel, suffocated the fact that the things that I do take me away from the things I want to do. Right. And it happens to a lot of people. It happens yeah. to a lot of people. Like you said, and it's easy to let yourself kind of stray from that. It's easy to say, you know, I need to buckle down and get a responsibility, get a job with the government or a corporation or, or whatever it is and not pursue playing the guitar or not pursue singing or not pursue acting or drawing or, or whatever. I have a friend of mine I work with and she, she, all she wanted to do was, all she wanted to do was, I don't know if the right word is sew, um, but she wanted to, you know, design clothes. She oh. said all she'd like to do is be in front of the, in the sewing machine and stuff like that. And she came up, you know, around the same time I came up. And back in those days, parents didn't really invest in their children the way they're done now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they, they, they looked at her and said, that's silly. Mm-hmm. And dismissed her, and she never pursued and That's it. what happened with me in dance. <clears throat> my, mom was, my mom was more creative. My dad is really, like, straight edge. And um, 
strict and just study, study, studies and work, work, work. But I loved to dance when I was growing up. I was taking ballet, jazz, all that stuff. And then when I, it was mostly in Africa when we were dancing more. And then my dad got sick and we moved back here. And um, I wanted to go back into dancing. And my dad's like, no, it's a waste of time. You know? <laughs> and I was just like, but that's like my my creative outlet, you sure. know, like physically, mentally, all that, just escaping with music and all of that. I mean, Imagine. I love music. So it was like, even today, my mom's like, you have the dancer's body, you know? And I'm like, it's too late now, you know? I'm not going to go and take ballet classes now. You know, my body can't do what it used to, but I really, like, I'll watch certain shows or watch people, like a lot of clips online and stuff like that of people just going for it and dancing. And it just, it'll sometimes make me want to cry, you know? I'm just like, God. God, I feel like this connection and the feeling that they have with the music and their bodies now, and all of imagine that is just the, amazing. Imagine the person that you you might have become had you pursued it or had Oh, they, I think about that too. You know what I mean? And there could be some regret there. For but sure. but you can't you can't linger on on stuff like that. That's one of the things that that I don't do even though I feel suffocated on a creative side of things. I don't I don't hold on to the regret of it. I just try to I try to find those avenues to create something. Uh even if it's in the form of a newsletter within the business I don't want to really be a part of and create different things. I try to create something uh uh pretty much every day. And the podcast was very helpful uh, or has been very helpful on that side of things even though it's, you know, it is what it is. It's amateur night at the Apollo. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm always complaining about being an engineer and <laughs> pro, you know production and stuff like that. But still, it's a challenge, and it was fulfilling and therapeutic to do so. So yes, I, I, to answer your question, yeah, yeah, I guess I, I have missed it on that aspect of it. The part I don't miss is actually being rushed because I always have to, you know, come to studio, record, and then bolt to be someplace else. And 99% of the times I have to be someplace where I really don't want to be. And see, that's the challenge. And that's, that's the overall message for anyone that's listening to the podcast. You know, don't put yourself in that, in that position, you know, you know, just pursue what you love. And if you're able to do it early in life, man, do that shit. I tell brothers all the time, brothers and sisters, I tell them all the time, uh, some cats I work with, my son, you know, you know, run, run, stop, just stop what you're doing right now, man, and travel, see the world, go where the music is or whatever your passion is. If you're into music, go to New York, go to LA. If you're into the arts and into dance, you know where to go, you know where the hot spots are at, but you, you have to do it and get yourself, you have to take that risk, you have to starve now, because it's harder to do it when you're 30, 35, you know what I mean? Yep. <clears throat> 40. Sure. I mean it's 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 not impossible, but it, it challenges are a little bit more tangible, more uh, more aggressive, should I say. Sure. Uh and uh you know, you 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 got to act on it. Of course it's scary. Everything's scary. You know, I'm uh, in the mix right now trying to make some decisions and doing some stuff that's out of the norm for me and and granted it's not it's not the direction I want to be in, but I have to make some decisions. Uh, will it keep me away from producing stuff? Yeah, you know, I, sometimes I worry, I wrestle with that. But I, you know, you you have to balance that stuff out. I don't know. I don't know, Miriam Tazi. 
It's okay not to know, too. No, it isn't. <clears throat> yeah, it is, because it just means you're not ready yet. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> oh. All I'm saying is execute early. You know, so my son, he just went to, he just got back from Scotland, Paris, London, 14 years old. You know, it's a great experience. 14 years old. I mean, he made it there easily. I mean, I didn't make it until my, I was like 30 something, I think. You know, if he stays on that path and if he stays on that trajectory, Boom, he's setting himself up for a lot of success. You just got to keep keep doing it. You know, don't compromise. It's um it's good for his um it's just for, good for well, it's good exposure to different cultures and to um understand that there's more out there than what's in your backyard, you know what I mean? Oh, so, man, it's, it's it's great. I mean, when I was yeah. just out in LA, I just, you know, when I was out in LA, I went out to LA every year I go go to LA and I help out with the uh, Concern Foundation. We raise money for cancer research. And I do this event, right? It's all on my dime. So that's stressful enough, right? Mm-hmm. It's a volunteer as a vendor, pull wineries together, we do this big block party on Paramount Studio. But, I mean, it's the easiest event that I do all fucking year. <laughs> I, I coordinate it coast to coast with other wineries. No one is near me to do so. I get people to volunteer and help me out, Right? And uh, none of them live near me. SV Point J, I haven't seen since 1988. <laughs> yeah, but you said there was like no time would pass when you hung out. It was yeah. just like the same. Which he was the same dude. Amazing. He was the same dude. It's really sweet, actually. He was, he was the Very same touching. dude. And he came through. I had, I had a few people cancel out, and that's expected. I always book over just in case. <laughs> Everything I do, I, I plan for complete disaster. Oh, <laughs> Utter disaster. Just uh, that's experience talking. You it know? is. No, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to be. You know, yeah, all gloom and doom. But the fact is, I when I plan stuff, I plan for what would happen if all hell breaks loose. Am I prepared for it? Right. And I am because I I book over the amount of people that I need, and even if they do come, then I got twice the success. Right. Everyone eats. <laughs> Everyone can visit the celebrities. Cotton candy. <laughs> You know what I mean? There's no cotton candy machines there, but if there were... I thought you meant the women. <laughs> no, 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 no. Women do smell like cotton candy. Not, they, well, that's that, Mariam Tazi, is a good segue, but I'm not going to fall for that trap. But I will say, for the people listening, this might be your first time. I, I, there are women, there are a lot of women that smell like bubblegum and cotton candy. But I think it's more kind of an ethnic side of it, or non-eth... I don't know if you can say non-ethnic, but... White girls, in general, they smell like fruity, like fruity. It's more sweeter smell, you know what I mean? But the sisters, <laughs> let me tell you, they smell like the beach. They smell like, they smell like, like, like cocoa butter, you know what I mean? Love that. Yeah. Love that. I love both. Don't get me wrong, but there's something about the cocoa butter. God almighty. It's just, is you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's... Huh? I mean... I mean, you know? It's... How do brothers people, smell? How do, how, do, how do men smell? Like, sometimes you smell someone and they smell like cigarettes and cologne. What's the... You know what I mean? Yeah, there's you know? that too. Good it just, God. It depends, you know? People our smells that, are, are, are... But women are attracted to smells, right? I mean, it's pheromones more than smells, yeah. you know? And that's like, you know, it's... It's not obvious. It's not like, you know, you can't really... 
Because some people try to doctor themselves. Certain, no, but that's the thing. Like, it's all about the natural smell of somebody. You mm. know, they, there was this, uh, I don't know, some experiment where it's like people, you know, would wear a shirt and they would put it in like bins or whatever. And then a woman would smell the shirt and be really disgusted by one, but another one would just really attract her. fuck with it. That's why I don't, I don't need it. I don't need cologne. I don't need perfumes. <laughs> yeah, like people are attracted by pheromones a lot of the what time. What is the lighter cologne called? Begins with a T. No, you mean eau de toilette? Yes, that. <laughs> that. I don't use that. I don't. People have given me colognes as gifts and stuff like that and whatever. But, but it's uh, also mask something, you know. And so, well, I think men believe that it attracts women, and that's why they buy the cologne and spray spray it on. I, I well, believe. Same for women. It's not like it's. But different. it does work. <laughs> it does work. Yeah, but my point is anything it's a woman more does, of a natural <laughs> the shit works. I don't care what the technique is. That's just because women are attractive. Period. They are. Yeah. No, no doubt. We're in agreement. <laughs> We're in agreement there. All I'm saying is some smell like cotton candy, and I love cotton candy. I don't have a problem with cotton candy. I don't have a problem with that. Cotton candy's the shit. Blue, pink, the blue and the pink merged together. I'm okay with cotton candy. I don't think there's any other colors of cotton candy, is there? Is there a green? I've seen yellow. A yellow cotton candy. Yeah. That's kind of weird. I'm all, the classics are blue and pink for sure. you got to have the classics. Yeah. I don't need lemon. I, it doesn't taste... It all tastes the same. It's chemical. <laughs> yeah. It's just sugar. sugar. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But it's true. I don't even know how we got on the subject <laughs> of cotton candy and, uh, and women's uh, smell. Uh, but all I'm saying is uh, it's out there and it's real, and I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. White, black, I don't care. I'm with it. Why did we get on that subject? I don't Mary remember. Tyson? I was just trying to think back. I don't <clears throat> know how we got. <laughs> <laughs> is that your b-boy stance? What is that? I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't. I can't remember. You can't even cross your arms normally. What's no, yeah, I can't. I was just. I was just trying because of these. I didn't want to hit my uh, my, oh. my elbow on this oh, this this chair in studio. Mm. So I was like just trying to, you know, I was chilling <laughs> for a minute. What the fuck? Get off me. You see what happens when we step away, people? Oh, hell breaks uh, loose. We can't even find a rhythm. Funny. Can't even find the rhythm. But, but uh, I think we're, who knows what we're talking about? I'm trying to think. Traveling, went to, went to yeah, did the event. Yes. The event was, was good, was great actually, was in LA. That's right. And, uh, yeah, it's the easiest thing I'll do, and I come back here, and it's just been shit, a shit show ever since, ever since, with the exception of Rakim signing the mic. I mean, it's just on a professional level, it's been a shit show, and it's you know, it's, it makes me wonder what environment I'm I'm choosing to uh, to remain in, and you know, I'm 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 doing some uh, evaluating everything. You know, I, I met with some of the people, and you guys have heard me complain about the wine business time and time again on the show. But you know, I met with a couple uh, that I, I, I work alongside with, and I, you know, I told them, I told them point blank, I was like, just like you're evaluating me, I'm evaluating you, and here are my concerns. Right? You know what I mean? I can't. I don't. I just, I've lost patience, and I don't want to be rude. Well, you don't want to waste any more time. You I don't. Know? Yeah, yeah, that right. I, I, I don't want to be rude or an ass, but I mean. If you if you don't if you if you continue to be too nice, people are going to continue to walk over you and take advantage of you, take advantage of of your abilities, of your uh, of your talent, 
Yes, yeah. that's the same thing, right? Talent and abilities. And they're going to they're gonna take advantage of your time. Yeah. Your time. You're right. You know? So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a lot of different things. Uh, you know, what do you think? Well, it takes time to figure it out. <clears throat> yeah, clear your throat, man. It's the fourth the, time. I'm the, counting. This the, is a live recording. This is a this <laughs> is as if you were on NBC right now. It's Mary exactly does. the same and thing. And I don't <laughs> hold on. <laughs> hold on because NBC does not have Okay, that's true. It's not the same. A microphone. We one up them. Signed by who? Rakimullah. That's right. So we got, that's right. There's one thing they don't have. That's true. They don't have that. Well, they don't have you or I, too. Yeah, well, they got, they got fucking, uh, what is his name? Uh, Brian Williams. He's managed to finagle. He's managed to creep his way back into the mainstream media after a bunch of lies. And he's, somehow he's back on for the, the election. Bizarre. Yeah, he's up there. And, and he's accepted. He's got his job back. Like nothing ever happened. No, fifth time, Miriam Tazi. I can't. It's, I don't know what's wrong. It's the coke, maybe. maybe, huh? maybe with, the, the... with the bendable straw, <laughs> the blue stripes on it. It's the syrup. Yeah, the you corn don't ever syrup. Drink coke. A... I needed the caffeine. I'm tired. Yeah. So I mean, you got him back on. You got the elections are going crazy. You know what I mean? Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton. You know, I took a before my son went away. About uh, several weeks before, we, uh, I was a chaperone before school let out to Hershey Park, and some of his uh, students, you know, some of our, our Latino brothers, were concerned about Donald Trump be, being president. These are like eighth graders, you know, coming up That's talking good. to me. They're aware. Coming up talking to me, you know, first one second they'd be talking about uh, yoga pants <laughs> and how they're, they're, they're God's gift <laughs> to everyone, horny. Horny. Well, yeah, they're full of hormones. Eighth graders, and then the next minute he's talking to me about Donald Trump, right? So I had to, I had to balance that somehow. <laughs> yeah, but you can, you can keep up with that. I can. I mean, come on, it's not that much of a stretch no, for you. <laughs> I, I can go from from yoga pants to cotton candy to <laughs> Donald motherfucking Trump. And so he was, he was concerned, and he was concerned also, and he was like, well, you know, Obama, he started going in on me. He's like, Obama, you know, he hasn't done so great either on his foreign policy and the amount that he spends on, <laughs> on, uh, on, on, on the defense. And he just spent on some, some war plane or something. But is cost- it coming from him or his parents? I don't know. But yeah. he's still, he's, he's, it's still in his head, and it's, right. it's my job uh, um, when, when anyone that's younger than, than me uh, – I think it's my responsibility. I don't know if it's my job, but it's my responsibility to recognize that and, and also let them look at things from different perspectives. So like, not my point, not you know my own philosophy or my uh, political views. That's the one thing you don't want to do. You don't want to influence anyone. You don't want to impose your... You don't want to do that. <clears throat> you don't want to. And I, you know, it's not that I'm, I'm... I think about that. It's just the way I am. It's my nature. <laughs> But I was telling him, I was like, look, okay, look, Obama's going to spend what he's going to spend. He's going to do what he's going to do, okay? It's not, it doesn't make him greater, doesn't make him less than. You have to understand, you have to understand the position that he's in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's Donald Trump, doesn't matter if it's Hillary Clinton. Whomever takes over that position, we were at Hershey Park, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Hershey Park, okay? It's a theme park, right? Right. By Hershey, owned by Hershey. And I told him, I said, look... So let's just take you for instance, and let's say if you're allergic to chocolate, mm-hmm. and you become president 
of Hershey, right? Tomorrow yeah. you become president. You get the job. You get the suit. You get the car. You get the parking space. You get all everything that comes with it, right? Are you going to stop making chocolate because you're now president of Hershey? No, of course not. That's the machine. That machine is was going before you, and it's going to continue to go with you and then long after you. doesn't mean it's right or wrong, but that's the machine that's been created. I said, you, on the other hand, being that you have some influence and power now, maybe you can make something else that isn't related to that. Maybe it doesn't have the corn syrup or harmful uh, chemicals or products and agents and stuff like that and make something else to give to the community or have educational programs um, about health and exercise and stuff like that. You can go off and do something like that and implement some other policies. But the you're machi- still going to make chocolate. The machine's going to, yeah. <laughs> the machine's going to keep going. He just looked at me and then he was like, man, those yoga pants over there. Let me <laughs> no tell you. No attention span. Those, did you see her? I was like, dude, she's like, you know, your age. I was like, but her mom on the other oh, hand. Oh, God. You're not helping the situation. Well, I had to keep up with the young young yeah. lad, you know, mm-hmm. Mariam Tazi. Yeah. I tell you. So, yes. So, you know, I mean, a lot has been going on. A lot's going to continue to go on. What else? Well, you got any questions for me? Anything that the people want want to know? <laughs> huh? I know you're... I know you're in tune on social media, seeing the threads of American Riddle in the... Well, oh, am I? No. I'm, well, yeah, that was, that was another joke. <laughs> I was just like, no. Another... I've been busy too, man. An- I haven't had time to really play. Another so. joke. But yes, I did want to at least uh, uh, acknowledge, uh, you know, uh, why uh, I, why we've been MIA to some greater or lesser degree, and at least, you know, try to... Try to, I guess you can't say dust off the ring rust, but try to, uh, it doesn't even make sense. Huh? It doesn't even make sense. It's like the other day I was, dust I was, a, the yeah. Ring what was it the other day? I was someplace and you were around and I was like, fool me once, shame on me. Fool a lot me, of people get that one wrong though. And fool like, me twice, wait. never fool me again. And then I, I had to yell out, George Bush. <laughs> so yeah, I've got George Bush isms, I guess they're Malcolm Riddle isms. Mm. As well, but I did want to, like I said, I wanted to at least get on the mic for for a hot minute, say hello, acknowledge you, the listener, and thank you for your support and concern. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna make an attempt to uh, get back on the mic and uh, try to find some entertainment value within all this chaos that is around us and me. Domino motherfucker. Sip the juice. I got enough to go around. And the thought takes place uptown. I grew up on a sidewalk while on street talk. And then talk to Hulk New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn. They pony in Manhattan and never been took it. Go uptown to the Bronx and boogie down. Get strong on the island. Recoup and lay around. Time to build my juice back up. Pop stack up. Suckers get smacked up. Don't doubt the clout. You know what I'm about. Knocking niggas off. Knocking niggas out. Shaking them up. Waking them up. Breaking them up. Breaking them up. Standing on shaky ground, too close to the edge. Let's see if I know the ledge. Corners trifling, cause shorties here. I get cocked deep, living 40s to beer. Here's a sip with a crew that's deceased. If I get revenge, then they rest in peace. 
Somebody got a self, I just might spare one And give a brother a fair one Stay alert and on fees And I do work with these like Hercules Switch the south for split your right jaw Cause I don't like y'all, I'm hype when I fall Smooth but I move like an army Pull a group down, case brothers try to bomb me Putting brothers to rest like Elliot Ness Cause I don't like stress Streets ain't a place for innocent bystanders to stand Nothing's gonna stop the plan I'll chill like Pacino, kill like the Nero Black Ambino, die like a hero Living on shaky ground, too close to the edge Let's see if I know the ledge Lay around on the battleground, dead bodies are found throughout the town. Try to put shame in my game to make a name. I'ma put it on a bullet, put it in your brain. Rip the block like a buckshot. Who cares where it goes? Just keep the cast closed. No remorse when the life is lost. I paid my dues, paid the cause. And my pockets are still fat. Wherever I'm at, I get the wealth of Mac. Even if my crew is steep, but one deep, I attract attention. People like to be. So come say hi to the bad guy. Don't say goodbye, I don't plan to die. Cause I get loose and I got troops and crazy juice in control of many like I have told for many hang out with people west don't try to play me I'm at war a lot like don't walk to die but no war in the shop my gun is warm a lot when I cook beef the smoke will never clear areas in fear I just hear some fear living life too close to the edge hoping that I know the ledge Time to yawn, showers on, powers on, late for school, I catch the train, girl sip the style and whisper my name, I push up like an exercise, check the intellect and inspect the thigh, select the best one, pull it to the side, keep her occupied for the rest of the ride, read up my resume, she know already cool, just meet me after school, we can moan and groan until your mom's come home. And you'll be calling me out, Do Capone, sweat me. She didn't want to let me loose, come get me. That's if you want to sip the juice, cause the streets are wavy. So I take my gun off safety, cause a lot of niggas hate me coming out of the building. They set me up, sprayed with automatics, they wet me up. In the puddle of blood, I lay close to the edge. I guess I didn't know the ledge. 